You know, I like things uh, that have to do with space. The year has started off with a, a rare treat for sky watchers um, in the form of a recently discovered comet that is kind of passing by Earth and it's going to be or it's expected to be brightening. Um, so we'll be able to hopefully see it better uh, in the weeks ahead. So I wanted to find out more about this. So called up Frank Florian, of course, the Director of Planetarium and Space Sciences at the TELUS World of Science. Hi, Frank. It's been a while. How are you? Hi, Jalen. I'm doing well and yourself. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Uh, okay, Frank, let's start with this. What is a comet and what is the difference between a comet and something like an asteroid? Yeah, uh, comets are basically stuff left over from the formation of the solar system, just like asteroids are themselves. But uh, comets are frozen things like water and gases. So it's not a rocky body like an asteroid is. It's more of a, a hard, icy kind of body that floats out in space. Usually comets are found really far away in the outer solar system. But sometimes these comets can make their way into the inner solar system. When they do that, they can blow off material and create uh, this thing that we call a comet's tail and that's what makes these things uh, very unique compared to an asteroid or a planet or anything else in our solar system. So what do we know about this comet? It was only discovered what less than a year ago. That's right. It was discovered back in the spring of uh, 2022 by the Zwicky uh, Transient uh, Facility in California, which is a, a telescope that sort of scans a wide field of the sky and tries to look for some of these uh, interlopers that come into the inner solar system. And it was discovered in the spring, and it's been brightening ever since as it got nearer and nearer the sun. It was actually close to the sun back in the first week of January, but uh, we couldn't see it because you have to look sort of in the same line of sight as the sun. Mm -hmm. Right now it's out of that, and it's up in our northern sky. Sky, and it's starting to brighten but uh, don't uh, get your you know don't don't say it's gonna be a great comet right now this is a comet that's really really faint still all right so there is hope that it could uh, it could brighten but the, these things you, you just don't know right yeah as David Levy uh, comet hunter who's found lots of comets says uh, comets are like cats they both have tails and they both do what they want to do <laughs> and you know when you're dealing with this particular object this particular comet uh, it's coming into the inner solar system a lot of people are saying oh it's the first time in 50,000 years that this comet has actually come into the inner solar system well that's true but again you know they said oh the Neanderthals could have seen it well I doubt that uh, it's they probably wouldn't need binoculars back then to actually see it and uh, again they didn't have that type of uh, instrument back then and nowadays too with this comet itself. It's going to be uh, circumpolar, which means it's going to be up in the evening sky all night long uh, for us to, to view from now until about the end of February. Uh, the comet itself should be brightening. It'll be appear uh, be closer to the Earth, about uh, 42 million kilometers away, uh, to give you an idea of how far away that is. That's oh. like one third of the distance to the sun. So it's still going to be pretty far away on February 1st, 2nd. But that's one as close to the Earth and should appear brightest in the sky. And how bright? It's anyone's guess. Right now, the comet is on the verge of being visible with the unaided eye away from bright daylight lights, but just on the verge. It's very faint, and uh, I've gone out to look at it uh, with binoculars, and it's a very difficult thing to see, and more difficult even from the city with all our bright light pollution. Of Frank Florian joining me this afternoon. Frank, everyone keeps talking about, oh, it's a green comet. What do, what's the big deal with the green? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, comets themselves, uh, as they near the sun, they sort of sometimes can fluoresce due to the solar radiation getting at the uh, 
solar wind in particular, um, and of course the heat can blow off material. And then uh, the dusty material on the comet sort of turns a, a, a yellowishy white that you see behind the comet, so that's the, the dust material reflecting sunlight. And then you get an ion tail, which is sometimes a bluish in color, which is uh, sort of sublimating gases. So on, on comets, uh, comets are made of different types of materials, and sometimes you get a green comet. In this case, it's green because you have diatomic carbon that's basically fluorescing under the solar radiation, giving this kind of greenish ball. But you really won't see that yet. I mean, I've tried to look for that green glow from my through my binoculars. I can't see it. If you take a long exposure photograph with a telescope that's tracking it, then you can sort of see kind of a greenish glow there. But it's not going to be green to the eye. Okay. And again, uh, you'll definitely need binoculars or a telescope to see this particular comet. It's not, again, probably going to be visible at all naked eye here in the city with the, the bright city lights. You still have to go into the country and you need to know exactly where to look for it because it's like looking for a needle in the haystack sometimes when you're looking for these very faint objects in the night sky. Okay, so Frank, I was going to ask you, how does someone <laughs> how does someone find that needle in the haystack then over the coming weeks? That's right. Yeah, there, there's a finder charts for it online. So if you check online, you can just type in the name of the comet, which is Comet 2022 E3, uh, ZTF. When you do that, you, you just type finder charts, and it'll actually tell you. There's also astronomy programs that you can download for your personal computer. Uh, there's a free one called Stellarium. Great program, a lot of fun to play with on your computer, and it will actually have the, the, the path to the comet there. So if you download Stellarium and install it on your computer and uh, change your location to Edmonton for your viewing location or wherever you might be, and then you uh, kind of search for that comet its name it'll actually point it right where that comet is in the sky so you can go outside and match up what you see on your computer screen with what you see on uh the in the real sky and try to find the comet that way there's also apps for your smartphone astronomy apps that also uh, will give you a rendition of the night sky and also will kind of point you in the right direction okay. to find that particular comet and those tools are very very important because again if you just go outside and you're looking for this thing uh it is going to be very difficult to see and again it's very faint it might get a little bit brighter how much brighter we're not sure but i don't foresee this comet getting anywhere near as bright as comet hale bob did in 1997 or even as bright as comet neowise that we saw in the summer of 2020 mm -hmm. that put on a really good show where i could go outside in my front yard and look off to the north and see that comet. this one is going to be much dimmer I think. will you be tracking it all with the equipment at uh, at uh, at uh, telus world of science uh, we're going to try to. Right now, this comet is so low to the north that our observatory telescopes can't see it. So uh, we're going to have to wait until the last week of January, first week of February, when the comet itself will be up higher in the sky, and it will be sort of in between the Big Dipper and Little Dippers in the northern sky at that time. And our telescopes uh, at our observatory would be able to show people what it looks like. Or I'm hoping on being open on January 31st, February 1st, and February 2nd, and then the weekend, the Friday and Saturday as well of that week, for people to come on and actually look at mm. the comet through the telescopes if the, the, the sky is clear enough and if the temperature is warm enough. Uh, right now, it's kind of hard to say because they're predicting this big uh, Arctic uh, uh. air mass to come in and it might get really cold. And if it's really cold, <laughs> I'm not even going to be outside looking for the thing. <laughs> but, uh, but again, you know, if it's warm enough and uh, if it's clear enough, I'll, we'll be looking at it during that time. I'm looking at it right now uh, if from my own backyard with a telescope. It's very, very faint to see with all our bright city lights. And, uh, you know, you just really 
you take your chances with things. You never know exactly how bright these comments are going to appear and how great they're going to appear. This one, I don't think, I, I wouldn't put this one on the great status. It will be okay for amateur astronomers. For a general public expecting something really big and bright in our sky, that's not no. going to happen. Okay. Uh, I was hoping for big and bright. Uh, what can be, what can com comet experts and, and people who study these things learn from, from uh, C2002 E3? <laughs> Well, just like with any comets, these are things left behind from the formation of the solar system. So when you're looking at the, the material, when the astronomers take the light uh, of the comet, put it through a spectrograph, they can then determine what uh, what makes up the comet. Again, this diatomic carbon that I pointed out yeah. that gives that greenish glow. Uh, again, that that's one thing they discovered. They learn also, again, that it has cyanogen gas, which is a kind of a dangerous gas, but comets, uh, we find, uh, even Comet Halley back uh, back around 1910, you know, we passed through it, and people thought we were going to be killed off by cyanogen gas by the comet. No, it's, it's very diffuse. There's not much there, you know, that we're going to be going through and things like that. Uh, and, you know, so we're learning that, you know, this material that we see in other comets, including this one, you know, they're, they're very similar in their makeup, and we're looking back at what was here in the solar system back in the early days before the planets themselves formed. Fascinating stuff. All right, Frank, always great to talk with you. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Well, thanks, Jalen. Keep looking up. Yep. Always something to see.